0: Welcome to Yincast, our podcast for current and future leaders wanting to develop themselves further. Every month, the Alembic team discuss and share their thoughts on issues and topics that are common in the workplace.
1: So hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Yincast, where we will be discussing the topic of accountability. Today on the podcast, we have Matt. Hey, folks. Ben. Hello. And I'm Alice. So here at Alembic, we are actually in the process of writing a series of articles on the topic of accountability. We thought that February was a good time um, to cover this topic. Not to call anyone out, but it's possible that by February, our enthusiasm around the goals that we set at the start of the year might be fading a little bit. Um, so we're gonna talk about accountability, as I said, and some of our tips for holding yourself accountable. Um, and we hope that by the end of this Yincast, um, you might be able to look at accountability in a bit of a different way from hopefully sort of a positive perspective. I suppose to start off, um, it's good to think about the term personal accountability. In our discussions before this, um, we were saying about um, when we think or hear the term personal accountability, we might have a feeling um, or a reaction to that. It might be positive, it might be negative. Um, so just I guess to the listeners it might be useful for you to think about, how the term personal accountability makes you feel
2: it's funny isn't it that i know at least for me i'd be interested to hear how the two of you feel as well when we talk about accountability we're often talking about within the context of a group or with uh within the structure of a hierarchy or at work Um, and when you turn to personal accountability at least for me it comes with negative connotations, I don't know whether that's because situations where you have to hold yourself accountable are usually the situations where. you're doing something you don't want to do it hasn't come naturally and you've had a how do we word with yourself and said it's time for a bit of a personal accountability which kind of it brings these negative connotations with it because. I mean, nobody needs to hold themselves accountable to watching great TV and eating donuts, because that's, that's pretty easy to get on with. Do you think that's why? It, and well, first of all, do you think it comes with neg- negative connotations for the two of you? And do you think that's maybe why it is?
3: So I it was only recently that this kind of dawned on me, because I always used to interpret it as, as not necessarily having a wee word, but just holding yourself to your goals, but not too strictly. Like if I, if I miss, you know, occasionally it's not the end of the world and I can come back from that. But it was in a conversation with Rosanna, she said that she only feels the need to exercise what she would consider personal accountability when she has failed. So that's, that was where the negative kind of connotation came from more as punishment uh, for her. Whereas I always felt it was more of a support structure for myself to Uh, achieve my goals so i wouldn't say i attach that much of a negative meaning to it or at least i didn't until i had that conversation
2: that's a that's a really good point actually in that you can you really only need a personal accountability as you're setting goals if you have no goal it's unlikely you're going to have to exercise personal accountability because you are doing things living in the moment getting on with your TV and donuts, as i put before, is really only where you've drawn up some goals where you know, maybe you're not making as much progress as you would like to, or maybe you're anticipating that you will need some accountability to achieve those goals. It's really only in that position where personal accountability becomes relevant and really at the forefront of your mind. I suppose you're holding yourself accountable to an extent you know, as part of your everyday life and, and makeup, um, trying to make better decisions. But it's really only in, in that context that at least for me personally, I feel like personal accountability is enough uh, at the forefront of my mind that I actually need to make a plan for personal accountability. What about you, Alice?
1: Yeah, I was just listening to you both talk and um, it reminded me of the conversations that we've had at Alembic as a team when sort of discussing this topic um and I think it was Sarah that said it's more the word accountability feels more like um in the past so it's like after something's happened then you then feel like you need to hold yourself accountable rather than maybe in the moment or beforehand I also I think similar to what Rosanna said when I think of accountability I feel like maybe you're sort of in a when you're in a bit of trouble and you know that you should have done something and you haven't done it and so then it's like pulling yourself into line but i like what you were saying ben about how it's a positive thing i want to think about it and um, sort of more as an opportunity to improve and grow and being able to credit that to yourself rather than external factors it's really
2: interesting yeah. it's very mixed isn't it mm. I, I find that really interesting I' be really interested to hear a bigger sample size from any of our listeners as to whether they're positive, whether they're negative, whether they're neutral. I wonder what that says about your you personally and how you deal with personal accountability. We were talking through it yesterday, um, and we were talking about um, a model, uh, psychoanalytic theory, which I'll leave our resident psychologist to talk to you about, Ben. Um, but it's really, really um interesting model that can kind of describe exactly what we're saying where you might need to be personally accountable yes
3: so uh, it's it's uh, sigmund freud's tripartite personality theory which is part of freudian psychoanalytic theory so uh, like the name tripartite suggests there are three components to the human psyche they are the id the ego and the superego and they each play a different role in one's uh, kind of behaviors and approach to life. So the id is the more kind of primitive and instinctive component of your personality. It's all of your urges and impulses. So if you're familiar with the chimp paradox, it's, it's very much the chimp. It's the hand that reaches out for the donut because donuts are nice and I want one now, it's the the pleasure principle that seeks instant gratification. The ego uh, attempts to kind of mediate between the id and its unrealistic pursuit of instant gratification and the uh, external world. So it works according to the reality principle. So it still seeks pleasure and avoids pain, but it's more concerned with devising realistic strategies for doing so so you can still have your donut but make sure you know it's part of a balanced diet and you've exercised and the uh superego is the part of your uh, unconscious it's the vo- it's the voice of your conscience and doing what's right so the source of your self-criticism so it's your moral values and uh, various codes and prohibitions so mostly things you can't do so that's where all of your guilt comes from and then your uh, ego try and tries to work out between your id and superego what you can and can't do and how you can achieve happiness, but without being too guilty or indulging too much. So I think in the concept, in, in terms of personal accountability, I think a lot of people um, like uh, Rosanna and indeed, like Matt said, it's, it's a lot more about when you've... Um, failed in your goals or as a form more of a form of punishment so that's the kind of uh super ego guilt side of things as opposed to the kind of pleasure principle side so i find that a way to mediate that is to not it's, it's, accountability is often focused on the negatives when you failed in goals or haven't done as well as you've wanted to but it, it's also important to hold yourself accountable when you do succeed and to recognize and celebrate your successes so that accountability doesn't become something of a dirty word. In the same way that if you perform well in work, you will often be rewarded with a raise or a bonus or additional share options. Reward yourself personally when you achieve goals. And that way this accountability that ceases to be a negative thing for you.
2: It's interesting, isn't it? That- Reward uh, kind of permeates between those three in that they're all based on reward structure. If, if long term listening to your superego was not rewarding in any term, you just wouldn't do it. It's more, it's more about a uh, time scale, the instant gratification being very easy, donut, yummy, I'm going to eat that. And the superego being very long term and it being much harder. And I feel like universally, or almost universally people struggle with things which are long term going to the gym sorting out a mortgage making good life decisions over the long term and the, the longer the payback is the harder it is to stick to those decisions if you don't see improvement for a very very long time it can be really difficult um i feel like you, you made a good point about um about at work there as well um, this is something we, we talked about briefly uh, earlier in the week. It's funny, it, 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 I suggest it's probably something down to do with down to the way you structure um, how you do things. Um, it's probably cues and habits to an extent, because at work, you quite often have to do things which are long term payoff or things you don't want to have to do and have to hold yourself accountable. But people are much more conditioned to be able to cope with that at work and put in structures to hold themselves accountable. Whereas generally outside of work, where you might see maybe having more options, where you might not have such an established accountability uh, as you do at work, people tend to struggle more. Or certainly that would be my observation. What do you think about that?
1: I think this sort of leads on quite nicely to are sort of tips for um personal accountability and I think um possibly the one of the reasons that we find this easier at work um is because we might have more of these things in place already as you said Matt um whereas like I said in our personal life maybe we don't so much um so we've got um we said that a big thing was, um, intention as well, sort of having a plan, having an intention, um, in order to have something, you know, to hold yourself accountable to, um, which I think we've sort of touched on already goals is another one. So, um, I think like you were saying, Matt, there might be things that maybe, um, are more in the future, longer term, um, but setting goals for ourselves or maybe milestones um, as well so that it breaks it down a bit more. So, for example, going to the gym, um, maybe if we're starting up running, and which we haven't done for a while, maybe the end goal is to run a 10K, but obviously that might be a bit far off. So maybe first we want to run, you know, 1K and then 3K, et cetera, and build it up. Um And then that feels more like achievement. And like you said, Ben, sort of celebrating what we've achieved so far and how far we've come. Um, And I think at work, we tend to have goals that we're working towards, um, whether it's for clients or, you know, for our own development um, internally. And I guess something that fits in quite nicely with the goals is a timeline as well. A few of us at Alembic have already said before that we maybe work a bit more to a deadline. Um, we find it easier when we've got that sense of urgency mm-hmm. um, to get on with things that maybe we've been putting off. Um, so that's another thing that um, we think will be quite good to make sure you have in terms of personal accountability and your goals, um, having a timeline of what you want to have achieved and by when as well.
2: I think that's a really key point. And it actually touches on what we do with team accountability as well, which we'll come to another time, is defining what you wanna do, who's gonna do it, which in this case would be you, and when you're gonna do it by. Because without all of those three components, um, you can avoid accountability. So if you don't define when you're gonna do it by, it's fine, I didn't do it, I'm I'm gonna do it. If it doesn't say it's you, then fine, I've got it on, it's on the plan, doesn't say it needs to be me, if you haven't defined what it is at all, then, well, you haven't really started. You haven't broken your goals down. I know we've talked about goals um, goals before.
3: Uh, so coming back to your earlier point about uh, how sometimes if you're working, you'll have clients and such to who will give you stricter deadlines, Alice. Uh, I, I find that when there's other people involved, you're a lot more accountable. So if you've got clients on your back saying, hey, uh, you said you'd have this thing for me by thursday it's it's thursday where is it or uh, like other members of your team who are reliant on you to deliver something it's it's a it's a much stronger motivating force so i like to try and bring that into my personal goals as well so to uh, not to continue beat flogging a dead horse but gym and fitness again uh, i find it's a lot easier to go with other people or to if that's possible if there are other people who share your goals but also just telling other other people what your intentions are is a much greater motivation because then if they say to you hey how have you been progressing on that thing you were working on and you have to say oh well actually i've been doing really terribly at it there's there's a sense of uh, a greater sense of shame in that so it it's i find that's a, a much better motivator especially if i have to go in a bit ashamedly once, I would seek to avoid that again and maybe uh, work a little harder.
2: You're so right. You made a really good point uh, on that, Alice. And in fact, we've talked about this before. Um, it speaks to these longer, longer-term payback things as well for me. And I'm sure there's a million people out there with exactly the, uh, the same attitude where you probably, when you think about client work for us, which is, you know, of the utmost importance, uh, you don't really need to hold yourself so accountable because you're probably going to do that. It features way up there on your list. Um, But perhaps uh, when it comes to doing things which are a bit more long term, like some of the marketing or networking things, when you're crazy busy, can barely find a second to breathe, at least for me, if I don't throw that in my diary, or even better, I'll tell somebody about it, like Ben says, which is super powerful. And I'll say, book in a meeting, we'll discuss how that goes. So it's something that might not need a meeting. So say Alice is asking me to put an article up on the Alembic webpage. I will say, yes, I'll do that on the 12th of March, put in a meeting with me and I'll discuss how I've got on with it. That way you're setting yourself personal accountability to do it. Um, And all you have to make sure then is that it's, it's um, not easily acceptable for you to pull out of the meeting. But different people do this in different ways. Um, but I think it's, it's something worth doing. Certainly we've talked about it at Alembic.
1: Yeah, I think there's, there's two parts to that as well, isn't there? Because if you haven't done the thing that you said you'd do for the meeting, you are, if you haven't done it, you either have to turn up and face the person and say that I haven't done anything on what I said I'd do. Or you have to ask if you can move the meeting. So it's not as simple as just um, not turning up. <laughs> um, you want to sort of respect that other person's time. Um, so either way, if you've not done anything, it's a bit more tricky, isn't it? I think like Ben was saying, sort of shame or, or guilt. Um, you don't want to waste the other person's time. I
2: think that's what it is. It's not socially acceptable to book time in for someone that's going to come and listen to what you have to say and then turn up unprepared. You might get away with moving it once, but once you start moving it more than once, again, it feels a bit unacceptable, doesn't it?
1: So to summarise what we've spoken about in this yincast on accountability. We've talked firstly about personal accountability and our initial responses to that. And we had a bit of a mixed um, bag of responses, which is quite interesting, whether that was positive or negative or a bit of both. And so just a reminder, if you haven't already, just thinking about what, as a listener, um, how you feel about personal accountability and maybe why that is. Ben gave us a really good intro into the psychoanalytic theory. Um, which is made up of the id, ego, and super ego. So having those sort of competing needs, really, and how, that, um, how we feel that and experience that when um, trying to hold ourselves accountable, but not too accountable, getting that balance right. We also gave some of our top tips for accountability, setting yourself a goal, having that intention, having a timeline and and milestones for that and celebrating your wins, having a deadline of when you want to have achieved that goal um, by, Um, but also bringing other people in if you can. So either, as Ben was saying, tell someone that you're going to do it, um, or as Matt said, booking in time with someone to feedback on how you've been getting on. I guess we would just advise that you try out some of those things and see what works for you. And we'll be be interested um, to hear about your goals as listeners. And if you try any of these things out, um, how they've gone. So thank you for listening. Um, We hope you'll join us again soon. As I always say, we really welcome your feedback and anything that you want to cover next. Something that you uh, might be interested in is that we've decided to make our online leadership course, Seven Steps to a More Resilient You, free until um, the end of this month. And as we know, resilience is a really powerful tool um, that we can use to help us cope with life's challenges. Um, So we really hope that you will feel free to sign up to the course and use it to work on your own resilience and feel free to share it with anyone else that you think might um, find it helpful. You can sign up um, or find out more on our LearnWorlds page, alembicleadership.learnworlds.com. Just a reminder as well that Matt, Nick and Rosanna will be hosting a strategy cafe, which is our free leadership webinar um, on the 24th of March at 8:30 a.m. and that will be on the topic of transformation. It's called The Secrets of Successful Transformation. And they'll be discussing the key reasons why transformation projects fail and the secrets of successful change. You can sign up on our website alembicstrategy.com in the get involved section and we hope to see you there. Finally, keep an eye on our socials and our website for articles Um, coming soon from the team on the
0: topic of
1: accountability.
0: To get the heads up on our future podcasts, you can sign up to our mailing list through our website, alembicstrategy.com, in the Get Involved section. If you enjoyed this, then you might also be interested in our other events. You can sign up to our monthly newsletter for updates on our latest events and articles. Also, look out for Strategy Cafe, our regular leadership webinar, where Nick our MD interviews prominent leaders. Finally we offer a range of online courses to help any type of leader. Whether you're about to step into your first leadership role or if you're an experienced leader looking to grow and improve. With our courses you can take practical steps towards your leadership goals and learn skills and tools you can apply to the workplace straight away. For more information visit our website or go to Alembic Leadership dot lernworlds dot com